Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 23rd, 2018, and today we're reading from the Big Book, and we are currently on page 161. Uh, the, we're starting on the second paragraph. We're just reading one paragraph this morning, and it starts, But Life Among Alcoholics Anonymous. Again, uh, page 161. So today's readers, we have uh, Naomi on the 12 Steps, Lynn S. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text are, <clears throat> excuse me, Lisa B., uh, Lauren N., and uh, the reference number for Thursday, yesterday, November 22nd, for the 7 a.m. Central Standard Time meeting, that's 12,214, 12214. And for the 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time meeting, it's 12,215-12215. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. <clears throat> there are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now I'm going to ask uh, Naomi to read the 12 steps. Good morning, my dear. Hi, Hi friend. Yes. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. The 12 steps. Step 1. We admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. 4. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi. Okay, now let me ask uh, Lynn S. if you'd be kind enough to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lynn. Okay, here's how our meeting uh, goes down this morning. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers, is six months and there is no abstinence requirement if you'd like to share on this topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read and of course we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Now if you'd like to share press star one to unmute your phone once you're done sharing let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone uh, again and in order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, uh, once again, we're going to resume our study of the big book, and we're currently on page uh, 161, the second paragraph. It starts, but life among Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're just going to comment on the one paragraph. So let me ask uh, Lisa B. to get us started. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Larry. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. But life among Alcoholics Anonymous is more than attending gatherings and visiting hospitals, cleaning up old scrapes, helping to settle family differences, explaining a disinherited son to his irate parents, lending money and securing jobs for each other when justified. These are everyday occurrences. No one is too discredited or has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially, if he means business. Social distractions, petty rivalries, and jealousies, these are laughed out of countenance. Being wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God, with hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others, the things which matter so much to some people 
no longer signify much to them. How could they? So this paragraph um, really is very powerful. To me, it has a whole feeling of harmony. It's all about being uh, harmonious with our fellows. And the other thing it speaks to me is principles over personalities. And, you know, um, words just jump out for me. And I, I always like to look up words. And some of them are like the most mundane words. You think, why would I look up that word? But I wanted to look up the word means when you're talking about means business. Well, the synonym of means means to intend, and the, word, the definition of intend is having a course of action as one's purpose or objective. And that's, that's a really powerful statement there. If he means business, if they have a course of action, their objective, and, you know, the objective means, means, to, be, um, means, means to be getting recovered, getting recovered. That's the goal. You know, not just a temporary um, relief of maybe a, a moment or two of some abstinence, but when I work with others, they need to have an intention of getting recovered. If they mean business, you know, I will spend time with people when they mean business. Um, and then it talks about social distractions, petty rivalries, and another word I wanted to look up is petty. Little importance, trivial. And that's speaking of principles over personalities and being um, a messenger of harmony and kindness. And I have to remember that I only know what's worked for me, and that was to take this book literally and getting entire abstinence and doing the steps. But there may be people that come in here that get recovered another way, and I can't um, try and ram things down their throat or condemn them or judge them or be cold and intolerant to them. Um, I only know what's worked for me. And when it talks about being wrecked in the same, this is almost very poetic, you know, being wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under, under one God. Well, that's very powerful for me. Um, I came in here wrecked, and that means ruined, destroyed. I was just destroyed. But the powerful thing is being restored um, and united under one God. We have, uh, you know, one purpose and um, a common objective here, and that is to get recovered. And when it talks about um, restored, that means bring back. Well, the funny thing for me is, you know, I, I didn't really want to be restored to my original self because I felt so flawed and defective. Um, so I really feel like I'm being remade, you know, in so many ways. Um, and we are united under one God with hearts and minds attuned. And that's another word. Um, attuned means bring into harmony. Um, to the welfare of others, and that's my primary purpose. I was taught, once I'm finished with that fourth and fifth step, it's no longer about me. It's about um, being of service to others, and of course, getting recovered and being of service to others, doing all the 12 steps. Um, so I, I apologize if it's kind of choppy, but that's what, what came to me. And, you know, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was... Um, the intolerance that can come out from me, and that's the opposite of being united. And I have to be very careful in my tone and in the way I can show intolerance. It can be so subtle, but that's the opposite of being united. And um, my purpose here is to carry out what my higher power's purpose is for me. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Wasn't choppy at all. We appreciate that. Okay, so if you're just joining us, we're, we were, uh, Lisa read from page 161, the second paragraph. So who would like to, to share on what was read? 
Katie uh, G. Harlan from Boston. G. Bob, Katie and Harlan. Bob. Linda. I got Bob. Was it Linda as well? Belinda. Uh, Belinda. Thank you. Valerie A. Valerie? I'm, I'm hearing things. Was it Valerie? Valerie A. Oh, Sa I'm sorry, Sally. I know that voice. Anybody else? All right, well, we've got a group to, to start here. we got Katie, Harlan, Bob, Belinda, and Sally A. Katie, you want to get us kicked off? Good morning. Oh, hey, Larry, did you, did you just call my name? I did. Good awesome. Morning. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic, and Bulimic. I loved this message this morning. Um, first of all, thank you, God. No one is too discredited or has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially. Welcomed cordially, right? If he means business. Now that doesn't mean I get to take tickets at the door of Overeaters Anonymous and say, do you mean business? Do you mean business? Right? That's not what's true for me. But it doesn't matter who you are. We we will welcome you cordially. That is our job. And um, and I love too, you know what, um, I'm a judgment-making machine, and judgment has no room in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter, you know, what your message is. That's, that's between you and God. Like, my, my primary purpose is to stay abstinent, to help other women. It's not to criticize. It's not to judge. It's not to, um, you know, make sure the right message is getting out to the right people. That's not my job. And um, it, it's so funny because I love that it talks about we focus on a common problem and common solution, right? And and the outside issues, the jealousy, um, the competitive stuff. You know, we laugh, we we calmly. Um, it says uh, something about countenance, and I looked that up because I was like, what the heck does that mean? And it means a calm demeanor. A calm demeanor. So when I'm finding that judgment in myself, I'm saying, oh, hey, KDG, like, who are you? Like, you're not any better than anybody else. This is a 12-step recovery, KDG. Like, why are you competing? Why are you competing? This is, we all have a place here. We all belong. And then I do think that, you know, in terms of if he means business, you know, that that's my job when I'm working with a sponsee. And it's not my job to, like, brutalize her and say, do you mean business and you have to do this? It's more like, hey, you know what? This is my experience. This is what I'd like you to do. Frothy emotional appeal is not going to work here. So you can tell me you want to do the work and how desperate, dying, and doomed you are all the time. But just show me. Like, show me and do it. And, and if you don't do it, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just not the right teacher for you. Um, and so it's not a matter of firing or victimizing people. It's just a matter of saying, okay, well, I, I mean business. Right. So my primary purpose is to stay clean and help others. And I follow the instructions precisely exactly every day, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, a holiday. You know, somebody said to me the other day, oh, well, I, I don't want to bother you on the weekend. Well, um, my disease doesn't take a vacation. It's not outside in the parking lot doing push-ups. My disease is inside of me. And we are wrecked in the same vessel, but we are being restored. Isn't that beautiful? Like we're all here. We're all being restored from, our hor from this horrible disease. We are all being restored to life. Thank you, God. And I'm just so grateful to be one among many and to not have to be the best, not to be ha have to be the worst, but just take a seat among all of you and focus on our solution. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Okay, we've got Harlan followed by Bob. Mitchell Trubisky is now. <laughs> he didn't play Bob, it today, Harlan. He didn't. I know. We'll take won. it, right? 
Larry, thanks for your service today, and thank you to Team Friday, and I want to wish you a very happy birthday. I remember when I turned 21 years old, I was in a very different place than I am today, so happy 21st birthday. And one of the most pure forms of learning is through repetition. On page 17 of the big book, it says here, we are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great line at the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. I live my life in this illness from the time I was an infant. And there was never a place of understanding. Nobody really understood. My mother and father had accepted the fact that I was going to eat myself to death. They cried rivers of tears. Doctors cried over me and have pronounced me dead from the time I was a teenager. I was 335 pounds as a senior in high school. As a sophomore in college, I was over 500 pounds. I graduated college at 600 pounds. I was to get to 700 pounds. Size 80-inch pants did not fit me. I had to have a slap put in by my friend, the dry cleaner, so that I could wear a pair of pants. We have all paid a tremendous price to be here today and to be here in the greater sense. Every one of us has cried into the night, why me? Why can't I stop? What's wrong with me? Why can't I just die? And yet here we are. And God, in his infinite wisdom, has not only given us a place to go where we can speak and understand the language of the heart, we can understand and be understood, but he has given us an avenue with which we can bring our life to greater good than any of us could have ever imagined. That we can use this filth of a disease to save the lives of others and in saving the lives of others, elevate our own souls toward him. That's a great gift. We have suffered a permanent, progressive, and fatal illness, and yet many of us are here and abstinent and working the steps and having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, we are happy in our release from our desire to kill ourselves with food. What could be better? He has taken the most pained and the most unfortunate and given us a haven. And in each other, we are like the redwoods, the largest living thing of all on earth is a redwood tree, but their roots are shallow, and unless they have each other, they will topple. We need each other. In one, of my, in one of my favorite movies about firemen, the guy says, let me go, let me go. He says, you go, I go. In a way, we do not shoot our wounded. We rally around as best we can if the person means business if the person means business. And for those who mean business, we are here. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
Harlan, thank you so much. Okay, we have uh, Bob followed by Belinda. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Larry. Thanks for your service this morning. And uh, I'm reminded by the reading of that every word that is in that book to me has come from my, our higher power. Um, and that my higher power is the only way that I can basically recover from this uh, this terrible disease. And the day after Thanksgiving, uh, I'm reminded of that every gift that I have is from my higher power, including this program, and that my higher power wants me to have an attitude of gratitude every day and, and not just occasionally. Um, and also, I'm reminded by my higher power to celebrate adversity in my life. I say, what? And he says, yes, because it will bring you closer to me not to play the victim, which I did for so many years in this program, uh, and in my case, to my wife's bipolar disease, among other things. Uh, and my payoff was that I didn't have to take responsibility for myself. So easy to blame others, to play the blame game. And in terms of being ready, I can't be ready by myself. I only can be ready with the help of my higher power. And with my higher power's help, then I have a chance to do, to do something. Uh, and I don't need my higher power every other day. I need my higher power every moment of every day uh, because I cannot deal with this disease without my higher power's help. I am powerless over this disease by myself. And when I remember and I have the awareness that my higher power is always there to help me no matter what's going on in my life, then I have a chance to recover uh, from this disease. And uh, it doesn't come automatically. It comes by being really committed to relying on my higher power to help me with everything in my life. And do I do it all the time? Absolutely not. Um, that's why I have to keep coming back to meetings, listening to phone meetings, reading the big book, reading other literature, and doing my daily devotions this morning. And as I do, I spend about 45 minutes doing that this morning. And, and my higher power said, get on a vision for you this morning. Uh, share listen, and learn. And thanks for letting me share. Uh, great to hear from you, Bob. Okay, we have uh, Belinda followed by Sally. Belinda, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Belinda. Oh, there you are. I hear you. Um, I wanted to share about the cleaning up of old scrapes and helping to settle family differences. Um, I've been recovered since November 2nd of this year. And um, what I thought were was making an amends um, before November 2nd, I um, came to learn that, that was not. Um, you know, um, going after someone to say, these are the wrongs that you did to me is not making amends, that's creating new homes. And uh, with the help of my sponsor, I was um, able to get an understanding of how to do an amend. Um, and more importantly, um, before um, November 2nd, um, I, I did know what salvation meant. I, I did know God. Um, I also came to an understanding about what I didn't believe about God. Um, and I didn't believe that um, that only he was required to restore me to sanity. 
so um, not having food as a crutch to to fall on um, daily becomes easier. Um, uh, Thanksgiving this year um, and in previous years, especially this year, um, was um, uh, gave me um, more care about my family and my husband um, and friends. And I did not have to care about what was on the table, um, as in what am I going to stay away from. Um, so I'm grateful for um, uh, God giving me um, a textbook and a sponsor um, to lead me back to um, putting him first um, and leaving all other things um, behind um, and also helping me to... Um, make sure that the next time I go to make an amends, it is to um, bring that friend or that family member up higher and um, not to put them down. Uh, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Belinda. Sally. Hey, Sally A. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Um, This is Sally A. from New Jersey. Such a pleasure to share um, on the meeting this morning, um, the old me, I guess, would have been in a food fog by now, would have never gotten up this early. So this is just a miracle being on the phone today, abstinent. Um, has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially, being wrecked in the same vessel. I just can't help but think of my brother who brought me to the program, who was a drug addict, and he was in recovery at the time. and. And I was the person that sunk too low, you know, didn't think I was good enough. And um, he explained how he was wrecked in the same vessel. He explained to me how the way I ate cheeseburgers was the way he did heroin, (laughs) basically. And I didn't believe it at first, but the more he spoke to me, the more I realized we were the same. And uh, yesterday we were supposed to have Valentine's Day together. And... Well, you know, it was his birthday, too, and we were planning this for a couple of weeks, you know, and the whole family was there. We had, you know, birthday things for him there. We had gifts, and the, the Thanksgiving meal was ready, and and he never showed up. And, you know, he's still in his disease, and my mother was heartbroken. A lot of us were heartbroken, of course. Um, but I sat there with hope, you know, and I, and I prayed for him. And, you know, I, I dedicate my recovery this time around to him and I would love to be a beacon of light of hope for him as well as he was for me um, so you know he may feel that he has sunken too low but I made sure I, I, I reached out to him through text and I said you know I'm here for you and it's okay you know and um, I just want to, to uh, tell the newcomer that it's never too late it's never too late. As long as you're still breathing, there's hope. <laughs> With that, I pass. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks, Sally. Okay, um, we're going to take another round here. Uh, just to let you know that we, Lisa uh, read from page 161, the second paragraph, but Life Among Alcoholics Anonymous. Who would like to share on that paragraph? Lauren. Russ. Lauren. Kiara. Kiara. Hey, Kiara. Who else? Penny C. Hi, Penny. 
Jen A. Jen, Jen, Jen. Hey, Jen. Anyone, maybe one more? Okay. Kathy G. I knew it. Kathy, I knew you'd come through. All right, we got, we got a lineup. We got a lineup here. All right, we got Russ, Lauren, Kiera, Penny, Jen, and Kathy. Russell, my brother, how are you? Did I hear it's your birthday? <laughs> I'm trying to forget at this point, brother. Come on. Dude, 39 yeah. and a half, man. You look great. You're awesome. Yeah, right, right. 39 and a half. That was, I was yeah. still eating them. <laughs> and you one leg or something like that. All right. Thanks, man. Ross M., recovered compulsive overeater outside of Philly. I'm trying to do this little share with a little bit of comedy today because this is how I'm coping. So I hear this nice uh, reading today, and all I could think is, Sister Sledge, we are family. Who are score from the Godfather? You know, I didn't know which way to go. But my heart is so touched by this that I've been accepted into a family, into a group of people that have loved me with my bipolar craziness and my nuttiness and my over-talking, being a cacaron in, in, in Italian that means, you know, you talk a lot. And just accepting me, loving me where I am, then teaching me, then being truthful with me. And when, when the, you know, when the stuff hits the fan or I'm out of line or I'm veering certain ways, no, you can't be doing that, man. I feel like, you know, I'm in the, in the mob family, but in another way, in a, in a very loving, you know, heartfelt, sincere way. You know, my godfather that I call here, and I know you all know who he is. Last weekend I talked to him and he said, yo, you're in. You ain't never out. I go, you go, I go. That's what he said to me on the phone. So for me, it's more than the food. I'm not trying to have a friendship or, you know, uh, have a, uh, a click or nothing like that. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying I battled this disease for 44 years, and it destroyed me. And because of you guys, I've been restored. I've been restored. And I see that it was never about the food is that I just never really, truly had that relationship with God. And you guys have taught me that. Through a little bit of reprimand, a lot of bit of love, and just giving a shit. Excuse my language. That means so much to me. And you know what? It teaches me to do it for someone else. And that's how we stay. I feel like that's the true recovery. Giving it away. You know, staying out of the food and getting your finances and all these all the other steps are a little, for Russell, they're a little selfish. You know, they do what I, for me, to clear up my mess. But when I give it away, then we're, this is when we're doing God's work. And that's what I was taught by you guys. And um, at this point in my life, right now, at this time in this season, you guys help me get, be restored and bring me, bring me closer to God through all this tribulation. So I just want you to, I love you. Have a beautiful day. Hey, Russ. Same to you. Thanks, brother. Okay, we have three lovely ladies in the lineup coming up here. Actually, five. So we're going to start off with the first one, Lauren N., followed by Kiera. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through perfectly. 
Thank you, Larry. Boy, am And Lauren, I think, boy, I don't know if we if we zapped you out there. So just press star one again, if you would. We might have been clearing the line. Did we lose you, Lauren? Or maybe we lost me. Larry, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, now you're coming through. My gosh, someone was talking to me. <laughs> the man. The man was talking to me. I don't there know that man was not God, but boy, he was talking very loud. God, I am so grateful today for all these words and this program. I am not hungover today. Isn't that amazing? I'm not thinking about what I'm going to eat today because I have it already because that's what I do on Sunday for the week. And I know what I'm eating. And isn't that incredible? Wow, I never, ever have experienced this kind of just this kind of gratitude that my life has been changed so incredibly. And thank you all for carrying this message because without this message, I just whatever i i was i was beyond belief dead in my body and thank you god for being by my side every minute of every day and with that i'll pass thank you lauren okay kara your turn. Glad you're here. Good morning. Oh, Kiera, would you press press star one? Thank you. Hi, Larry. There you are. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. This is Kiara, compulsive overeater. I'm so moved by all the shares and all of you and um just when I echo what I've heard, and for me, I was I was on the brink of suicide because I couldn't live with this disease anymore. It just it just killed me. I couldn't I couldn't live uh, with the food. I couldn't live without it. It was it was a nightmare, and um, I I never thought a life like this would be possible. Um, I don't worry about the food. I I know what I'm gonna have. I have a meal plan. It's all, it's all taken care of. Um, I have a dinner tonight with friends. I have no idea what they're gonna cook, and I know I will bring God with me, and I will be safe. It will not end in a binge. It will not end in a hangover tomorrow. It won't lead to anything difficult and painful because. Um, because of this program, because of higher power, because of fellowship, because of meetings like this one. And um, I'm filled with gratitude um, and still disbelief after so many years that that this is, this is real. And I'm not saying it's easy every day. Um, some days are easier than others. 
sometimes the, the chatter comes back, but I know exactly what I need to do. I need to turn to my higher power. I need to turn to the big book, the meetings. And when my connection with higher power is not strong, I turn to my new family for support and guidance to find to find that higher power again and that spiritual connection. And um, I love I I love the fact that my biggest wish is to find even more spiritual connection. And I can fall into the trap of thinking, you know, material things, this and that. But bottom line is, I always wake up to the fact that the most important thing is my spiritual awakening so I can be of service, so I can get out of myself and just just connect with other people, which is something I wasn't capable of before. And um, I'm immensely grateful for that, um, to have really experienced deep connection and and really found a way out of this isolation. And the last thing I want to share is um, I'm about to give birth. It could happen any day. Um, so I'm grateful that my body has been strong enough uh, throughout this pregnancy. Um, thanks to this program, I was even able to have um, to to be even able to conceive um, because for years I I didn't even have my period because of years of starvation and irregular eating and binging. And um, yeah, I just hope I just hope I can bring my higher power into into this experience of birth and um, I leave it there. Thank you. Oh, congratulations, Kira. Thank you so much. Okay, we have uh, Penny followed by Jen. Penny, for your thoughts, Penny. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Larry, and thank you, everybody on the line. Um, Penny C., I'm a recovered, compulsive reader from the Boston area. I'm looking at this sentence that says social distinctions, uh, and oh, no, the next sentence, being erect in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God. And lest anybody be be misinterpreting this one God um, phrase, uh, I just want to make the point that, you know, there isn't, we're, we're not talking about a Christian God or a, or a, a, a Muslim God or a Jewish God. Um, we, it's one God under many, many names. Yahweh, Jehovah, Jesus, Mohammed, whatever. Um, even even I've heard in the rooms, you know, the light bulb, any any power. Uh, I remember when I first came to OA, and there were several ladies who kept referring to HP. One even wore a pin that HP, and I was so put off by that. How dare, how dare anybody, you know, you know, refute. It sounded to me like of refuting the word God and, and putting HP. And I've come to know now that that's what holds the us together from all over the world. The fact that we, as Ebby said, why don't you choose your own God? We can do that. And we don't even have to use the word God. So I just wanted to make a point of that. And then say thank you quickly. Um, yesterday uh, at the table, a relative I haven't seen for maybe six months was sitting right next to me, and he had bariatric surgery a number of years ago. Um, the last time I saw him, it was obvious that 
he was putting on weight, but he was still he was still his jolly, um, talkative, um, wonderful self. And yesterday I was so saddened to see, um, I would say just just in a guest at least he's put on at least a hundred more pounds since I've last seen him. Only like I said, only six months ago. And his personality was so different. It was it was it was hard to see, and I felt so sad. Among all the happiness and wonderful meal my daughter and her husband put on, here was this man still wrecked, still wrecked in the vessel. And I'll just end with this. You know, I'll never, I'll never forget. I asked God not to let me ever forget that. But for the grace of God in this program, I would be in that same wrecked vessel with him today. And um, so I pray for him, and and I'm asking that I be shown a way to reach out to him. I've never, he knows I go to OA, but I've never really talked to him about it. So, um, you know, with God's help, uh, that will happen, that I can be, um, you know, a a light in the dark for him. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Penny. All right. Well, I can't take it. Back to back, two dynamic, uh, lovely teachers, Jen A. and Kathy G. Hey, Jen, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Um, Good morning, everyone. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Colorado. So welcome to a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous the day after Thanksgiving. And um, perhaps you made it. Um, or perhaps you didn't. And that's what I love about this um, paragraph that we're reading is that um, somebody said this morning, you don't need a ticket to get onto this meeting or to walk through the doors of a face-to-face meeting today. No one is too discredited or has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially um, if you mean business. Um, You know, we come in this program, and I've heard it said that we're hugged to death, right? Um, And we come in, and people love us. They love us right where we're at. That's um, the unconditional love um, of God that we show um, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And there's only one requirement. We read it every single morning. It's tradition number three. There's only one requirement for membership. It's a desire to stop eating compulsively. And if you're desperate and dying, um, like I was, and you've had enough, um, welcome home. Welcome to this line. Um, welcome to a face-to-face meeting today. Walk in the door and get hugged to death. And then realize that, guess what? Um, it says that I'm going to be wrecked, right? This vessel is wrecked. But guess what? Those people that are hugging me in those rooms, those people have been restored. The people on these lines that tell you that they're recovered, they have. From a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, they've been restored. And guess what? You might have been hugged to death at the beginning like I was, But today I'm having hard, heart-to-heart conversations with people. I'm working this program like I'm desperate and drowning. I'm doing soul surgery with people on the phone, getting down to causes and conditions that are blocking me from doing what? From being of service to God and God's kids, the welfare of others. And it's now that I have a transformed heart and mind, and it's because I put the food down, it's because I worked the 12 steps, and it's because this magical, wonderful, miraculous thing came into my life, and it is God, higher power, call it whatever you want. Um, but I am unified, unified in this group of people, and that's all of you. 
And um, you know what? We have this saying since everyone came to Colorado, and it's called No Man Left Behind. And I love that. You go, I go, and guess what? No man gets left behind who really wants to work this program. So um, jump aboard, grab your life vest, and grab your big book, and uh, pick up the phone and call somebody today. Everybody in this program will hug you and love you to death. And then um, they're going to start having those hard heart-to-heart conversations with you. That's what happened to me, and I'm forever grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jen. Okay, Kathy. Hey, neighbor, how are you? Oh, great, Larry. Thank you. This is Kathy G., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Illinois. And, Larry, because you're always singing to all of us, I just wanted to say happy birthday. Day Lawrence Martin, happy birthday to you! Wow, <laughs> we love you, Larry. You. Happy birthday today! Thank you. And I just wanted to say, um, regarding the text, that this the line that jumped out at me was being attuned to the welfare of others. Having been wrecked in the same vessel, we've been restored, and now we're able to be attuned to the welfare of others. And what kind of a gift is that? I was um, thinking of dinner last night around the Thanksgiving table and even getting it ready and preparing everything and just being in neutrality around food. And it's just still crazy to me. I, I can't get over it, and I'm so grateful for it every day. But sitting at the table, really, the food was kind of the last thing on my mind. I was thinking, how can I be of maximum service to others? And so it was kind of quiet all of a sudden. And I just thought, I'm going to ask everyone around this table something about themselves or what was the most fun. And we went around the table and everyone shared something. And it was so much fun. Stuff came out, I think, that wouldn't have come out otherwise. And just grateful to be awake today, to be clean and clear and fully present and not hang hung over and going to be able to work with some people today and what joy there is in this recovery. So like Jen, I, I just say to the newcomers, you know, don't be afraid. Just, just come on in. You're so welcome here and we have a solution so just get a sponsor and grab hold of it and this wonderful big book. And, and uh, you know, next Thanksgiving, you could be on the line and say that you have a year of abstinence, which I can now say I have over a year abstinence, which I never thought I would say. So grateful to all of you today. Um, thankful to be here. I pass. Oh, thanks, Kathy. Okay, well, we have time for, you know, maybe two, three more shares. We're on page 161. Siobhan? 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 Tell you what, let's do this. Here's who I have. I have Siobhan, and I have um, Vasa, and I have uh, Chuck, and I have Melissa. So I apologize if I missed someone there. So how about we, if we could keep it to, you know, a couple minutes or so, if we can do that, that would be great. Siobhan, Do we morning. have a timer, please? Yeah, you want to do Siobhan. I'm going to be like. <coughs> really appreciate that. Thank you, for the, thank you for that. Okay. Are we ready to go for the time? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Good morning, family. Um, 
Happy post-Thanksgiving. Um, I am so thankful this morning that I um, that I was able to, I'm going to get to this, what, the line that it called me to share by spirit, but, um, okay, so it says, no one is too discredited or is sunk too low. Well, I did. Um, I did feel, I did experience being discredited um, in, this, in this fellowship, and I think that was probably the most painful thing that I've ever experienced in my life is to really come in here, um, I like, not on my knees, like crawling. You know, it says we don't crawl before God in this book. I would crawl before anything. I'd crawl, I'd crawl as far as Australia, inch by inch, you know, to get recovered. And I was discredited because I had people telling me I didn't want it because I wasn't willing to read 1 to 164 and the doctor's opinion discuss it for hours because that's not what's required. And because I'm ADHD, I have a mental illness at ADHD, as you probably can tell from my shares. And I love it because that's the way God made me. And I'd suggest to anyone, if they have a problem with me, to read 417 to 418 because that's what I do when I'm disturbed by somebody. I remember God's handiwork is perfect in everyone. And I remember that I need to not, not so much focus on other people as what needs to be changed in me. Because isn't that what the four steps all about in the fifth? I was so grateful that yesterday, you know, I was on my way to about four different Thanksgivings just to give. It was going to start out with the homeless at the Share Recovery Center where they employ people. If you're in Los Angeles, they employ people that need jobs. And if you need housing, we can help that too. And I had my whole schedule planned, so I thought. 8 to 12, it was homeless. Then it was the hungry. Then it was blah, 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 blah. And it went all the way till 12 o'clock at night. And I wasn't really planning. I didn't even think about food. Funny thing, I didn't even have Thanksgiving meal at all because um, it got it a different plan for me. There's a guy who lost his house yesterday. $3.3 million house burned in 90 seconds. He's now, my, he's now invited in my home. Um, he's a, he happens to be have an outside issue. Great. I get to help him heal that. Another woman, um, she lost her house in the hurricane. She came to L.A. She's now living with me. I've got two total strangers um, living with me, but it's, I couldn't have had more, be more thankful to have them in my house. Yes? Was that a reminder of time? Yeah, that was a friendly reminder for time. Four times, but am I out of time? Oh, yeah. thank you. Only wonder. Am I out of time? Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah, of, thank you, Siobhan. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And I'm so thankful for you and your service and the reminder. God bless um, everybody. And 310-3109-637 if you don't have time to stay on for numbers. Thanks. Thanks, Siobhan. Okay, Vasa, we give you a couple minutes. Good morning, my dear. Yes, please time me. Thank you, you Allie, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from from Florida, and I thank God every day, my higher power, whatever you want to call it, that I was led into Overeaters Anonymous many decades ago, and I learned that uh, I can recover in spite of my husband, my kids, or or anything, or anybody, if I threw myself into the program, into the 12 steps, and I'm just so grateful. I've never, never been so more grateful I've said this so many times. I was dying. I was dying gradually, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and I didn't even know how bad things were till I came in recovery. So I just went, um, happy birthday, Larry, and I hope many, many, many more ahead because we need you here. We need each other, and this is a program, uh, uh, the solution, and I remember hearing this is, uh, you know, put the food down, clean house, 
Vasa, trust God and help others. And that's my, 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 my goal, to help others that have been given so much in this program. And I want to give it away freely. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Vasa. All right, we'll try to get – we got Chuck. Hey, Chuck, and then we'll see if we have some time for Melissa. Good morning. Good morning, Charles. I'm going to save my time for uh, <laughs> most of my time for the school teacher because okay. she got knowledge. But, she uh, got something. I just, yeah, she got it. I just want to share real quick briefly on being broken and wrecked. Wrecked is being broken in the same vessel. Broken is a good thing. I hope somebody bends the hell out of themselves yesterday so they could be broken today, and today could be your new life, right? Because the food is going to be the persuader. So being broken in the same vessel and being restored in the same mind, body, and soul is the key. Take it away, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm going to be really fast. Happy, happy birthday. And um, Charles said pretty much what I wanted to say, except, you know, we say, like, nobody's sunk too low to be welcomed, and actually, this is the place where we celebrate the, the lowest sunk, you know, that's that, in a sense, was, for me, the ticket into the door, it's like, oh my God, are you at your lowest point, awesome, let's get started, and so, to me, there's such tremendous hope in that, there is no problem, too great, that I see for others around me, because I've experienced the worst problem that I could think of, and I've recovered today, and um, just great hope today. Thank you so much. With that, I'll pass. Gosh, see, and you, look what I did, Melissa and Chuck. I, I uh, and I, I still got two minutes here. So, um, does someone else wanna wanna take a or one minute? Want to take a share? I know you do. Madam. Matt, you're, you could close this out. How about you take a minute or so? Good morning. Hey, Matt, it okay. is your turn. Okay, there you are. <laughs> so you for New Jersey. I just wanted to share that I got through the holiday really well. I stayed abstinent. I was able to work the program with the big book. And the big book is a very important piece of literature in my life. It helps me to stay centered and it helps me to keep myself grounded. I'm very grateful this book exists because if it didn't exist, I don't think I would be here today. I'm very grateful you for your service, Larry. I wish you a happy birthday. And thank you, everyone, for letting me share. That'll pass. Oh, man, thanks so much. And th thank you to everybody uh, for, for just being here, right? What a beautiful meeting. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to, um, you know, ask you to join us for a second unrecorded hour of study that's going to immediately follow uh, our closing. And the uh, share ID for today's meeting, this morning, the 7 a.m. Central Standard Time meeting on Friday is 12218. That's 12,218. And now we are going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And let's see, we got Lauren. Lauren, you're, you're doing double duty today. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for leading this meeting and happy My birthday. Pleasure. You don't want Thank me sitting. Our book <laughs> has, is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do 
each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.